Welcome to Port Salt. This is the true story of three strangers picked to work at a camp together and have their lives monitored. Fun happens people stop being polite and start getting real on Eric. This is Miss Paige Lee. Easy tell them, Papito, the DMV's finest. Two. Yeah, you 100% cut out, so I don't know what nah, you said. I didn't, I didn't finish. I didn't know what I was going to say after this. I just thought I let the, I thought I let the mood mellow. Oh, you just paused and didn't like... Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't know I was going to finish with that one. I, I was really thought, hoping it cut out, but... Yeah, nah. I was really hoping I was just missing out, and like when I go to edit it later, it'll be in there. No, sir. Oh, God. Starting um, out the second year of Porch Talk strong. Yeah, just gaps in the beginning. Uh, um, it is a sad day. Um, R.I.P. to Kobe Bryant, his daughter, and everybody else involved with the crash uh, that occurred yesterday. But I don't want to talk about it to start off, so that'll be a later topic. <sighs> but just R.I.P. to everybody. Prayers up. You know, it's a shame that what occurred. And uh, yeah, that's all we're talking about for right now. Truly. Um, on a little brighter side, this weekend I went on a shots bar crawl. It was just me and Anna, so it was a real chill shots bar crawl. But um, there's a couple of things I've noticed. First of all, shots at bars are so overpriced; it's preposterous to me. Oh, one hundred percent. You gotta ask. You gotta ask for bottom shelf. But it wasn't. It was like we were just like because Anna's never really done a bar crawl. So I was like, oh, we'll kind of do like a mini one to get you prepared for like life. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, we got to we got to get you to like start doing some shots. We're just doing like basic stuff like uh, purple Gatorade shots, like redheaded slut, um, green tea, like just stuff like that. Okay. So that's when it's like, oh, it's like five bucks a piece. Oh, it's like six bucks. a piece. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah, it's it's kind of weird that shots are more than like a beer. Yeah. Especially mixed shots. Like, you would think they'd be cheaper I than mean, just, like, straight, but they're always more expensive. Nah. Nah, because the lick uh, percentage. The percentage is going to be way higher in a shot than a beer. That's why they charge Well, yeah, but level. even a mixed shot is more expensive than just, like, a straight shot. Is it because... Yeah, but even at that rate, that's still... Even at that rate, it's still uh, more expensive. It's going to be a higher percentage still than a bear would be because the bear, like, 5%. See, see, at the paddy wagon, I think it's, like, either Wednesdays or Thursdays, they have what's called bomb night. And you can get Jaeger bombs, Jersey bombs, and they're only $2 a piece. That would be the night to do a shot night. What was what? your favorite shot, though, Eric? Um... So my favorite shot was actually something that we kind of discovered out of the blue. So we were about, we were onto our fourth bar. We had just like gotten a little like nacho thing. So we were feeling pretty good. Okay. And I, I went to uh, Bar Arena's. I think I took you guys there for one time. That's where we got those like crush sodas or whatever. Not sodas, beers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, those are yeah, solid. But they were like fucking, what, eight, nine bucks. And I was like, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So we're in there, and I was like, you know it would be wild if we see my boy Greg. Because Greg used to work at arenas. He's, like, friends with me, Manjan, Anthony, Jordan, all of us. And he's, like, always there. And I was like, but I haven't seen him posting on Snap in a minute. 
And I was like, oh, I don't know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I go to the bathroom. I come back. I'm talking to Anna. And she was, like, about to order shots. And then I fucking, I see Greg sitting at the bar. I was like, you son of a bitch. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and we're talking. We're catching up. And I was like, yeah, man, we're doing, like, a shots thing. And, like, Anna comes back and, like, give me a shot. And, like, we do it. I'm like, Greg, what should we do? And he was like, bro, I'm going to tell you this right now. You're not going to believe me. It's not going to sound good, but just trust me. And it's uh, it's a shot. It's a mixture of screwball, which is a peanut butter flavored whiskey and grind, which is like an espresso rum. Mm-hmm. So you do that, you get it chilled. You have to get it chilled. It's the only option. If you take it regular, it's going to be terrible. Well, actually, I don't know. It's still probably decent, but like chilled is 20 times better. So you get a little half and half. It's so good. It's so dangerous because it's, again, whiskey and rum. There's no like juice or whatever shit that people want to mix it with. Mm-hmm. It just tastes like coffee and like just a little hint of peanut butter. And when it's chilled, we probably did like, I know I probably did around six of those shots variations. Some I just tried like a screwball. Some I just tried the grind. Uh, Anna only had like four because, you know, she's feeling it. Mm-hmm. But those are fucking good. And also $6 a pop, which is a ripoff. Damn. I have found a new Here's love for thing, peanut butter whiskey, pop. though. It's pretty good. I never had it until I got there, and it was good. That was nice. <laughs> Friday, I had a peanut butter and jelly shot. And it was it was like something that like a random bartender just like whipped up or whatever. And I don't know what the great part was. I didn't really ask. But it had peanut butter whiskey in it, and it was so good. Mm. Do y'all like, like, the fucking um, mix? Like, the sauce you got to make? Like, the jumps they got to pour in the shaker and make up and then pour in your glass? Do y'all like Yeah, that's what like liquid that? marijuana is. Like, it's, um... That's how, like, lemon drops and Jolly Rancher yeah. sauce and shit like that. Like, I, if I'm taking shots... I, I don't want none of that extra shit. If I'm going out and I know I'm just taking shots to get fucked up, nigga, all you got to do is bring me the cheapest bottle you got there, fill the glass up and hand it to me because that's what I'm here to do. I don't, I don't need no, no flavor. I don't need it presented If you're nicely. doing... I don't need it cold. No. Or <laughs> Here's, that's the difference, though. If you're going to get fucked up, no, you don't want that because it's going to get cut halfway with whatever juices and stuff. Like, we tried one, and I was like, I taste pineapple more than I taste any actual alcohol. Yeah. So, yeah. So, if you're trying to get fucked up, no, you're taking it straight. But if you're, like, with a bunch of people, and you're, like, just, you know, not just kind of hanging out, it's like, oh, I'm getting, like, shots. Like, oh, I'm getting a green. Like, we had the green tea shots when we were in PA with Haley. Like, those were good, but they're not going to get you fucked up. Yeah. But, like, shit like that, like, bar crawls, if it's been established that we're going to hit, like, eight, ten bars in the area... And we're going to be moving a lot. Nobody really trying to get fucked up, fucked up like that. We're just trying to mm-hmm. vibe and have a good time. I'm probably not even really taking shots. Because like we said, shots is expensive. And if I'm going to go on my wallet and pull out 6 $7 for a shot, I damn sure better pull out 40 so I can take 5 and I can feel yeah. something eventually. So I'll probably just drink beer or a mixed drink. And I'm big on mojitos now. That's really? like my new kick. I've actually never had a mojito. Yeah, I've been on... Never had one? You said no, you've never I don't had tend one? to go. It's like minty, isn't it? Yeah, oh, I don't yeah. tend to go for like minty tasting things. But it's yeah, not it's like just like a little bit. That shit slaps to me, and you can never really taste it. But generally, they're pretty mm. strong. 
Yeah, shots, it depends on, like, it normally depends on how long I'm trying to, like, last throughout the night. Like, if I only have two hours, I'll just do shit straight. But if I'm going to be somewhere for, like, a pretty long time, I'll take my time and, like, actually get a shot I enjoy that tastes good. This might be my old mm-hmm. age kicking in, but I just don't, unless it's a bar crawl and it's been determined that we about to hit like a bar crawl or some shit, I'm not one of those, I'm trying to be out drinking from 9 to 2 a.m. no more. Like, this shit not fun to me. Because at that rate, that's what, damn near five, six hours? And nobody trying to get drunk for six hours. So we're just vibing. But I don't want to vibe with you at the price I'm going to have to pay at the bar for five, six yeah, hours. Absolutely. Like, I like to go out in like a two, three hour interval at the most. Like, you might catch me at midnight till two. And midnight is but early. if you're just like hanging out with the boys, can you drink nine to two still? I can still drink nine to two, but the boys, they, they all know what this is. We getting fucked up <laughs> nine to two. All right. But when we do our best drinking dead ass is when we day drink. We'll just go downtown and hit some of the bars during the day. And we'll drink like two to eight. And everything cheaper at that time. They're going to pull your shots a little better. They're going to make your drinks a little better. Because they're trying to get a tip because nobody's in that bitch. I just had to make sure. Because the way you were talking, I was like, dude, what happened in like the one to two weeks since we recorded that? You're talking about I don't even drink during the day anymore. I was a little concerned. That's because nobody in Manson really trying to get down like that. But don't worry. Spring break invites will be sent soon. And the, the weekend of day drink will be among oh. us. Do y'all have – oh, shit. That's what I was about to ask. Do y'all got a go-to drink? Like, Because I just said, like, right now my go-to is a mojito. I mean, I'll never go wrong with, like, a rum and Coke or, like, a whiskey and ginger. But – I feel like I want something else because I don't want all that like soda and like sugar. So I gotta figure something else out. Yeah. Um for the Roman Coke, do you have a preference? Because I know the first question is dark or white. Oh so I got a uh like a rail uh coke. I think I had a Roman Coke at when I was in Kentucky uh with Paige and it was white and it was garbage it was like gasoline at the patty wagon <laughs> so i Bro, am 100 gonna go dark now just because of that one experience i only go white rum if i'm getting like a rail and it's like cranberry rum and cranberry because that's my shit so i'll go white and that but dark is still fine but nah i can't put the white in soda don't feel yeah it. it was pure gasoline i was like anna try this and she like fucking lost it. I was like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, well, you know, rum and coke. <laughs> Literally. Paige, what's yours? Uh, right now, because I'm an old person, I tend to get really tired really early. So I've been doing a lot of um, vodka Red Bull specifically for the energy uh, drink. Uh, you're going to be having a heart attack by fucking 35 off of that shit, dude. Yeah, that made me think of 19, just the age of 19. Trust me, it used to not be like that. But here lately, me and Haley are going out two times a weekend. And I'm just tired. (laughs) I can't lie to you. If you're getting tired while drinking, I told one of my homies this. If you're getting tired while drinking, you're not drinking No, 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 it's not tired while drinking. It's like, I'll be tired before we go out. So I get a vodka Red Bull to last until the bar closes. Because hmm. if I don't get a nap, 
it's over. Mm. Fucking do y'all do y'all keep a social on you? A what? My dad used to tell me this when we first started drinking, but I didn't pay no mind to him because he's an old head. But then at camp, Jeff also taught me this, like Honda Jeff. You gotta get one beer, just social, and you're not even like intended to drink all of it. You drink like half to three fourths of it, and that's in case somebody come by and look like, "Yo, I'm here drinking, I'm having a good time, talk to me." But you're really just throwing down <laughs> shots. So if I'm not drinking, I always keep the social. <laughs> form. So you're yeah. saying like it, like an incognito drink, like you're not actually drinking it, you're actually taking shots, but it needs to look like you're drinking a beer. Yeah, because, like, if you're at the bar whatever, and there's biddies in there, they're not going, like, if you try to talk to them, you can't walk over there empty-handed, like, oh, what's this nigga doing just macking on us? And you can't be like, oh, I'm waiting for drinks, even if you are, because that could be a five, ten-minute process. But you got the social on you, it just looks casual. Yeah, that makes so much sense, because, you know, Jeff would always get fucked up. But you would, you oh, would never, well, up. actually, I would say him take shots, but you always just, he would always have a beer, so you're just like, oh, it's whatever, Jeff's just doing Jeff. Turns out he was yeah. doing shots the whole fucking time. God damn, dude. Oh, absolutely. That is smart, though, because also it's like you're not going to be taking, like, like, shots back to back to back to back. Like, there's going to be some time in between. You have a little something to sip on also. It's just like yeah. you get a little break. Huh. Literally. What are, um, what are some drinks that you consider, like, childish that, like, you're just too old to drink? Vodka cranberry. Mm. Uh, at the bar? Yeah, because let me let me give you an example. There were people at the bar doing a shot ski, and it was fireball. And I oh. said, "What? Oh. We're still doing that as adults?" Oh. If you're drinking fireball, get the yep. fuck from around me. Like, I what? just threw up thinking about um, that. It's so bad, dude. To me, no goals for the bar. Um, Jello shots. Oh. I can't lie to y'all. I don't care what the occasion is. I'm now 25. You are never in my life. They can hand them to me. You will never in my life see me taking Jello shots as a 25 year old grown man. So Jello shots are out for me. Um, the oversized margaritas—that's just not it for me. Like, what what we doing? Hey, listen. Um, on a girls' night, get a margarita and a taco. Not at the bar, though. Yeah, that might that could. That could suit you. It just can't yeah. I don't suit think I me. would ever see you with a marg. Makes sense. Um, you're not gonna catch me drinking a Shirley. Temple. A nice little dirty Shirley. And then outside of that, <laughs> a little dirty huh? Shirley, dude. Ew, don't call it. Nah, nah, yeah, nah, nah, nah. A little dirty Shirley nah, slaps every once in a while. I don't want Shirley dirty nor. <laughs> and then anything that's like. And I know I just said I'll take bottom shelf liquor if we're taking shots, but anything that has to do with fucking Burnett vodka, if I if from across the bar I see you sipping on a drink that I just watched her put the Burnett down as she handed you the cup, nah, you're a demon. Bro, you shouldn't even pay for Burnett. They should be paying you to drink it out of bar. <laughs> Literally, like take this so you can prove to science that you're not gonna <laughs> die tomorrow. Like what? I'm there with you on the Jello shots thing. I'll only really drink, like I'll only really take him. Well, honestly, at what point would we be at a house party at our age? Eh, no, I won't be at one. The only time I would ever find that socially acceptable is at like a frat party. 
or something for Jello shots. I'm not mad at a Jello shot if you're like at home. All right, like we go on a vacation or whatnot. There's Jello shots in the fridge. Yeah, I'm that's what I'm saying. Like at home. But I am mad at too like. Yeah. Okay. But I can't see you just fucking squirting that needle down your throat at <laughs> Jello shot. Like, what's what's going on? Bro? No, that's that's something you should never pay for. But Thanks. now I know if uh, I ever go to a bar with you and there's Jello shots, I'm gonna buy like ten and make sure that you take them all. It it will not happen. Would you rather do ten Jello shots or a blowjob shot? I'd take the Jello shots. <laughs> But I wouldn't be happy about it. <laughs> Do y'all have like a beer that, like, when you hear niggas order it at a bar or whatnot, you're like, "What? What do you want, bro?" What beers do I personally think? Yeah, like no, like what beers do you like? Shame in your mind when you see people order it. I don't know. That's tough because, like, probably if it's like a natty or anything of that sort. Like, don't order that at a bar. Mine is if somebody orders a white claw at a bar. Mm, that's a good one. And, like, my, my friend. You know what? That ex, that's a good one. Yeah, my friend Haley right now is doing, like, the whole gluten-free, sugar-free thing. And that's the only thing she can drink. And every time she orders one, or I think it's called, like, a Truly. Mm-hmm. Every time she orders one, the bartender looks at her like, what the fuck? Pretty much. Yeah. But they have it, though, so what are they bitching about? They do. Fucking. Don't go to the bar with me and get a Bud Light, because I'm sure there's at least 20 other bars, 20 other beers on tap within your budget. Better than a Bud Light, so don't get a Bud Light. Damn, that's the that's only beer I drink. Unless they're doing like two dollar deal, like two dollar yeah. drafts, two dollar cans. Yeah, that's nah, no. Mm-mm. I'll spend the extra four dollars to not drink Bud Light out in public. It's all about that high life. Um, fucking what is it? Is it the red apples or the oh, the red apple ales? Even the red like any of the yeah, ciders. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, don't don't do that. I feel like you're just listing off all the drinks that girls would drink. No, I got boys who drink like Bud Lights. And I got some of my boys like the uh, red, red ales or red oh, apples really? or whatnot. But, like, if that's what you like, do that at home. Don't do that, like, out at the bar <laughs> in public when there's so many better options. Like, if you like a cider, I can show you the menus and I can point you to a better cider than that. So, you just don't want, like, basic name brand, like, Real regular drinks. Like, if you're going to get a cider, get something that's a little more out there kind of thing. Like, something that you would go to a bar to get that you wouldn't be able to pick up at, like, your liquor store immediately. Like, you can't get this at the gas station. So, like, expand your fucking palate. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. That's valid. Um, All right. Let me tell you guys. So, we we did the shots thing that night. What was it? Friday night? Um. And then Saturday, uh, getting together with a couple of the boys from high school. So we went out to arenas again, saw Greg in there again, called him an alcoholic. People laughed. It was a good time. <laughs> um, but Anna was throwing a party that night for like a couple of her study abroad people uh, who she went to Morocco with. And 
like I got back after probably around like 738 because you know my boy BJ's got the kids so he's doing whatever with there so I'm like whatever um, I get back it's like one girl there at the moment I'm like oh cool whatever go upstairs start watching a couple of videos blah 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 a bunch of people get down there so I go hang out we're chilling. I'm watching the Sixers game while they're all socializing because, you know, I don't really care about Morocco. I wasn't there. So, like, I can't really speak on what happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I remember this, dude. It was the third quarter of the Lakers-Sixers game. And uh, <laughs> I'm just watching. And then out of nowhere, dude, I just hear... <laughs> I was like, what the fuck just happened? So I look over into the kitchen and there's this girl with her face in the sink. And she had just like aggressively vomited into the sink. Oh, no. And I was like, okay, this is what we're doing now. Do you know what she was drinking? Um, I don't know. They had a bunch of stuff. They had like wine gin and tonics at one point um i think there was like fucking mango um blue moons like it wasn't anything crazy like she wasn't throwing down shots like uh me and anna were like the night before you know yeah i have a question when you like do you all have like a physical tell sign when you know that you are drunk when i'm drunk yeah like does your face get warm do you're like fingers start to tingle i mean i just feel like besides like just feeling kind of looser it's usually when you're sitting down and you stand up for the first time or when you're in the bathroom and you see yourself in the mirror and you're like oh (laughs) hello mine is the middle like of my back between my shoulders start to fucking hurt that's weird And I looked it up, and it's because if you drink too much alcohol too fast, your esophagus will literally spasm, and that's why it hurts there. So you're a binge drinker. Got it. Never had that happen, and I feel like I binge. I don't know why that happens to me, but, like, I can drink a lot. I just can't do it, like, super fast. Do you ever have a telltale sign of when you're going to throw up? Um... I think that kind of goes in turn with the back thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't, it's only like when I drink too much too fast and I'm like, oh shit, that's not good. I don't really throw up, so I really don't have one, but like, you know, you know, when you know, and this girl, here's my issue. I told this to Anna. I was like, where she was standing at, it was equal distance to the sink to the trash can. But, I'd go sink over trash really? every time. Wow. I feel like you Hell could, yeah. yeah, you can flush that down the trash. It kind of like the smell lingers. But you would just take the trash out right after. I mean, yeah, I, I'd absolutely go sink. My my priority, I don't throw up often. Actually, this summer I had two throw ups, which is real rare. Three some throw ups over the last year. So ugh, who knows what's happening. When I throw up, I drink crazy. So it's it's been I earned that. <laughs> Trust me, we know. But my priority goes, my priority would go outside, toilet, sink, 
and then trash can. And that's only because I couldn't think of anything respectable to put a book. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway. No, trust me, we know when you throw up. Oh, yeah, we, we, we were there. <laughs> so then, like, five minutes go by. And, like, your boy was having stomach issues because of all the degenerate shot drinking. So I was a frequent going to the bathroom. And, like, Mm -hmm. she was, like, following me pretty shortly after. Like, so I was, like, oh, either I thought she, like, broke the seal. And then, like, after this, I was, like, oh, maybe she was, like, throwing up a bunch. Who knows? Mm -hmm. And, like, five minutes later, we're still not even out of the third quarter yet. She's vomiting in the sink again. (laughs) Jeez. And here's the thing, I didn't even realize because I'm not like I'm not a fucking throw up kind of guy. So I'm sitting on the couch like there's a bunch of people over there. Girls are handling it, and it was like no, she like threw up on the floor, like it went onto the wall behind the backsplash of the thing. Like, girl was vomiting everywhere. That's crazy. So then, because it's not over yet, they're like, <laughs> "Hey, hon, maybe you should go upstairs to the bathroom." And in hindsight, they shouldn't have let her go upstairs alone. All of she gets upstairs. I'm not even kidding you. Ten seconds later, you just hear I don't know what the fuck happened, but she fell in the bathroom and took out the entire shower rod. Like, oh. it was screwed into the wall, and that thing was down. I'm not mad at that, though, because I was going to say, the solution would have been to just put her in the shower. <laughs> Honestly, just leave her there. And then her fucking, uh, like, they, they get it all figured out, and I, like, fix the fucking the shower curtain. But, like, her boyfriend, like, gets her to pick her up. Because I guess, like, she had texted him at some point between mid-throw-ups. And like he's like at the door, he's like, "Hey man, it's like X Y Z here." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, she's upstairs." And then like she comes out of the bathroom and she just like says to her boyfriend, "Do you have money? We owe money. We broke shit." I'm like, "Bro, just get out. I don't worry about this shit right now." Oh, poor thing. But it was oof. It was a rough. It was a rough night for that girl. Yeah, hate to see it. Yeah, I'm just glad I didn't clean up any throw up. Ugh, no. I was just I don't know, I was just mind blown at throwing up into the sink. <laughs> <sighs> okay, let's see, let's see. Um speaking of having a baby people, when is it appropriate to test allergens on your kids? Okay. I was watching Shark Tank. And I saw a product that blew my mind because I didn't know this was like allowed, but I also was familiar with the the milestones that uh, science is making when it comes to allergies and whatnot. And it's been a thing for like the last 10, 15 years where a lot of doctors, pediatricians say, if you introduce your infants to allergens earlier on, it gives their body the opportunity to build up of tolerance. Mm-hmm. And by that standard, they won't, excuse me, they won't then be allergic to these things. And with the people on Shark Tank were pitching, two of them were doctors and one of them was a chemist. So 
they clearly got a deal because it was a good idea. They had come up with a patent formula, and in this dried out formula that you put into the breast milk or into the the fuck is the opposite of Mm -hmm. the formula? There we go. It's faint enough so that the babies can't taste it. And then water, because the sharks tasted it in water, and they were like, you can faintly taste some of this, some of that. And they're like, yeah, but you won't taste that over, like, breast milk or formula. And what they had put in it was the three biggest ones, peanuts, milk, and eggs, which are, like, the three things that, like, kids are most likely to be allergic to. And by introducing infants to that from the age of infancy to six months to a year, there was a, I think it was like an 80 something, 87% chance that they would be less likely to ever develop an allergy to it. And I was like, this could be like groundbreaking, honestly, because people, and they had like the scientific backing up, backing of this. And like, it's been FDA tested and shit like that. And the reason I think that that could be like groundbreaking and it was interesting to me because I never like really looked into it, looked into it. But from what I know, people were like peanut allergies that shit is something serious. Yeah. So if there's a way that you can prevent that, that's groundbreaking in my eyes. No, I definitely feel you on that. Because, like, I enjoy some peanut but butter. Also, so I don't want my kid... You said what? I, I enjoy peanut butter. So, like, I don't want my kid not being able to eat peanut butter because I'm going to eat it regardless. Facts. Hell yeah, they're going to sit outside. The fuck I look like carrying. Um, <laughs> I know some of the backlash or questions to it is... How exactly do you know that this is exactly safe? And that's the one issue where it's like, well, if you start doing it early enough, science has proven that it's okay and their body's going to develop a tolerance. But then does that mean that if it's two weeks, you can't get them on it? If it's a month, you can't get them on it? So that's like the only real discrepancy right now. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, there should probably be some... Well, it sounds like they've already done some testing. But I'm sure, like, yeah. before it can fully go to market, especially since it's, like, some type of food-based kind of product, it would need to go through more, like, federal and, like, regulated testing. So you can probably yeah. find a sweet spot. And, again, it's kind of, like, regardless of what the product is, it's due at your own risk. Yeah, and they were saying, like, it's had a lot of the testings and, like, it's been to pediatricians and stuff like that. And they were saying that, if you didn't do this from like infancy, like say you want to start at two months, three months, four months, or whatever you think it's a comfortable state for you, they were like, We do advise you talk it over with your pediatrician first. But I don't, I feel like if I had a kid at infancy, I would do it. But at the same time, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's enough in this formula. So, like, if your kid did have an allergy, if that would, like, set them off, set them off. But then the kids with real bad peanut allergies don't need much at the same time. So, that's where it can yeah. get tricky. Those those three food allergies, there are also things you can grow out of. Like, some kids are allergic to things when they're little. And then, as they grow older, grow out of it. Like, I used to be lactose intolerant. And, like, honestly, humans aren't supposed to drink cow's milk anyway it's not made for us to digest but I eventually like grew out of that because my body got used to it because I drank it little by little and I just got used to it so I think that's I think that's like doable like if it's suggested to check with your pediatrician first 
And as long as it's not, you know, setting your kid off to where they're just completely ill all the time. There's a difference between, like, being intolerant of something and being allergic to something. Mm. To where it's, like, hindering your health and, like, peanuts will close up your throat. Or, like, your stomach hurts a little for drinking milk, you know? So, I think there's, like, two different, you know very or like there's variables to it and like it can go either way but I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that like i would do that if i had a kid i like the idea and i like to think that i would do it but the only thing that draws me back is with peanut being such a big one and such a severe one and the highest level of severe peanut allergy is like real deathly the issue with that is i like toddlers and kids who can tell you like mommy my stomach hurts babies and infants can't do that so they could be crying and you might think it's a diaper change or something and i would hate to think that like they could really be like having a near-death experience well well if if there's a chance of that happening you can always do it in like a controlled environment in a doctor's office like people have allergy tests all the time you don't have to like only give them peanuts yeah. when you're at home and don't have an EpiPen and don't have a backup plan. I don't think you can. I'm about to look it up. I think there's like an age where you can do a allergy test because at certain levels they won't be able to like know if you're allergic. No, I think she's just saying more like you wouldn't necessarily be doing an allergy test, but you would kind of do it in the same vein where you would like, oh, hey, doc, I want to try this peanut thing. Can I just kind of be like, and even if it's like, oh, I just want to hang out in the waiting room of your office, and if anything kind of comes up that I feel questionable at, I can just, like, get your attention. Real quick yeah. I mean, that would probably be the best way to yeah. go about that. Honestly, if these people were smart, you could kind of, I don't know, make a package where you could do that in certain cities, and then you just monetize this even more. Yeah. Wait, like what? you... Either you kind of partner with doctors and stuff where they do basically what we just said, where you kind of have like an in-office testing with it. So it's like they're there if you need it and you pay like an extra, I don't know, X amount of dollars for each kind of testing if you want a doctor to be there. I feel like that would get real hard to do doctor-wise because then I feel like most decent parents would want to do that. And I know baby doctors are, like, real tight on schedule. So we can't have your baby freaking out in the waiting room while I'm actually trying to work with other parents who also got newborns. But then at the same time, I feel like that would get tricky as well because this would be – you probably have a lot of, like, infants in your waiting room. And that, I don't I don't know how well that – Well, that's why you would – like, it would be a thing is, like, you of a doctor would have to sign up for that. You have to like kind of accept the responsibility and also kind of plan it out to your schedule. Like people just can't come like sit in your waiting room and be like, "Give my kid the peanut thing today." Hope someone's ready. Like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> like a surprise attack. Oh, yeah, well. just like, oh, I'm here with the peanut stuff. Just figured I'd stop by. You know, we'll see what happens. Just something to think about. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Some people say that clout is one hell of a drug and that people have really been feeding off of it. And um, I'm just not really sure. What do you guys think? I was thinking this the other day while scrolling through Instagram. 
I just feel like people are really like will really do anything for like fame or to get their name out there or blah, blah, blah. Like I told you all earlier, my biggest example is these influencers that don't have like any actual talent that they display, but they're getting paid money to like promote Bang's energy drinks in a bikini. And like, yeah, they get paid for it, but like, what is that? Like, you're half naked on the internet, but like, what is that doing for you? Like, I don't know if that's for clout. It's paying a bill. No, it's it's I, mainly I it's mainly for like the hype of you being associated with the brand and getting more followers. Like they don't get like I watched I watched they a YouTube video pay? on it. They don't get paid very much. Like maybe fifty dollars a post. Are these people garnishing a lot of followers from promoting bang? Or are they just garnishing followers because they're bad bitches? I mean, it could be both because they're either ha- like they're always half naked or in like very small clothing promoting it. So it kind of goes hand in hand, like a naked girl holding an energy drink. Like it just doesn't really make any sense to me. Like it's not, they're not getting a ton of money for it. So they're basically just doing it for Instagram followers. I don't even, I've been thinking about this realistically i don't even see the appeal to celebrity anymore like what about being a celebrity is so appealing like you can't walk around in normal public without people badgering you you know people are i mean look Paige was talking about like a week ago like people are trying to hack her snapchat and she doesn't even have like clout like that so imagine if you're like a celebrity um I definitely still see tons and tons <laughs> of benefits to being a celebrity. Uh, finance, one. Clothing, most of these real famous niggas don't buy any of the shit they wear. That's two. Three, you get invited to more exclusive things that you couldn't get to if you're not a celebrity, which then provides you better opportunities to mingle with other successful people, which will set you up for a better life and your children up for a better life. That's that's three. Um, it just depends. Yeah, that alone is enough to make me want to be. A I feel like it depends on what your like priorities are. Like, if say you like prioritize your privacy over fame, then it like doesn't have any benefit really, because people are always gonna like be in your business and like try to hack your shit and start rumors and all that stuff. So, I guess. Would y'all rather have your privacy or be financially great? Because I'll sacrifice my <laughs> privacy for great finances. I'll do it over and over and That's over. That's what I'm saying. I didn't mean I prioritize that. I would much rather have money. But then I also have nothing to keep private either. So it doesn't really matter. I think I just meant more because once you started making your points, like I feel like I could have worded it better. More like, I think there's. I'd rather just be successful in instead of being a celebrity because I'm sure there's a lot of people who are very rich that you really wouldn't recognize walking down the street 
Rivers not really getting badgered by TMZ every time you land at the airport kind of shit. Yeah, and there are like a lot of low-key celebrities that aren't always in the media in some kind of scandal or controversy either. So Yeah. Like you can... I don't know if those are celebrities though. At that rate, those are just like, like you said, successful people. Like CEOs and Fortune 500 niggas, those are celebrities, but those are some of the richest people in the world. Like, I just feel like that's a lot more appealing than like dealing with a lot of the bullshit that celebrities have to do or like people trying to show up at your fucking house and like trying to break in or like waiting outside of it for you to sign like an autograph or some shit. Yeah, like being a Kardashian. I in no way is like I feel like would be the worst. I in no way. I in no way want to be famous. Nor have I been like, damn. Let me plot up something to get famous, to become a celebrity. But even just hearing this, if I was given an opportunity to become a celebrity, I wouldn't like turn from it. I would still. There's still enough that would draw me in. My thing with, like, the whole celebrity and being famous thing, I think nowadays it doesn't require any talent. It only requires, like, a certain amount of media attention. Like, there's... Really... Mm-hmm. Oh, like, there's kids on, say, TikTok. That stupid, like, Vine app or whatever. That post these weird videos and have, like, and now they're rich, but do they have any actual talent? Probably not. Or if they do, you don't think making someone laugh? They do. It's not shown in the content they're producing. Or you have like these random ass Soul. celebrity or like um, reality TV people that are literally just based off of controversy or something happening to them. It's not like from actual talent of like becoming famous because of something you're doing rather than just something you're known for. I don't know. For for TikTok, I feel like their talent is being able to draw you in in what, eight, ten second videos that make you laugh. So to me, that's still a talent. So I'm not going to... I got to give them some credit because to have that many followers and subscribers, they got to be doing this regularly. And I think that's just hard to do to make people want to keep coming back and looking at your vids. Because I know there's a lot of, like, Instagram people who are funny who I follow. And after, like, a week or two, I got to unfollow them because they shit just not funny no more. I've seen all the funny shit. So if they got a good amount of subscribers, that means their their talent is making people laugh to some extent. For the reality TV people, um, I just feel like their talent is as a whole entertainment. Because, like, the cast of Jersey Shore, for instance, I don't know if any of them were just, like, outrageously talented outside of Paulie. But even at that, they were entertaining, and they knew that they were entertaining. So that's why they kept signing up and coming That's what I'm saying. There's a difference between being entertaining and being talented. (laughs) Like, if you're you're getting trashed on television and getting arrested, like people in Jersey Shore, that requires absolutely no talent. Anyone can do that. They just happen to be on the TV show. Nah, I feel like being able to entertain on its own is a talent. Because I know you could have probably put 200, 300 different cast members in there, and that show would have failed. Because there's been a lot of other shows like it that do fail. They, Their level of entertainment and what they had, that was some level of talent to keep going for seven years. 
Because I know for a fact I wouldn't just keep watching that over and over again if it wasn't good entertainment. So I think that alone is a talent. No, I think it's just bullshit on television that they're getting paid for. Like these little 12-year-old girls on TikTok dancing to like random songs that requires no talent whatsoever. But I think the... Them being able to dance is a talent. I mean, their dances aren't really talented. Uh, Here's what I'll say. I think that the idea, though, that people have to be talented is kind of antiquated in today's day and age. That's all what it, I'm saying. Yeah, it requires yeah. nothing. All it takes is like one thing to pop off to get you kind of notoriety in some sort. The only caveat is though, what S said is you can have the opportunity, but you need to be able to capitalize on it once you have the spotlight on you. So again, you can make one TikTok that pops off, but if you're not doing kind of quality, consistent stuff, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I still think like, I still think this is a talent-driven world. Because even at that, I'm trying to think like most famous people or people with notoriety or celebs, they got some sort of talent that is why they became famous or celebrities or got notoriety. And I'm not going to knock like, if these 12-year-olds can make dances to catchy songs and they can keep doing it and that's their hustle that's a talent to me because at that logic someone could people could be like damn y'all if we ever make it on the porch on a podcast niggas could be like damn y'all sit around and talk y'all got no talent and i would say our talent would be entertaining so i would hate for someone to knock my hustle i think the only person who you can pretty much generally say really got clout off of doing nothing besides having a sex tape was kim kardashian like, she really just fucked Ray J in the sex tape leak, and then that's what kind of skyrocketed her career. As well as all of her that family. That skyrocketed her? I, that's skyrocketed to what it is her. now. But at the same time, at the same time, they've got talent. Like, I don't think anybody looks at the Kardashians like, damn, they don't got I no I do that talent. every single day. Like, they've got co- successful clothing lines, perfumes, makeup. Yeah, the only the reason they're we successful is because they have that much money. People are literally buying the name. That's a talent still. They created the clothes and the makeup and the perfumes. Kim had the app. She had an app. She had some app. Oh, shit, I do remember that. Yeah, that's how how she came into fame was, I'm not even going to say that was in talent because she had to lay there and take (laughs) some dick. I'm not saying porn out of talent. That's a talent of its own. So I'm not gonna say they don't got talent. That's clearly talent in my eyes. Mm. Bro, you don't think a clothing line, a successful makeup line, no, perfumes? You don't think that's no? Talent? No, I that's was, I was, I was humming. I was humming more at the uh, the sex tape talent. All right, but you're saying the others are talent indeed. It has to be because it was successful. Because niggas with niggas with money put out shit all the time. That's that true. Blocks. Like. We're not acting like this money. Before Kanye had the Yeezys with fucking Adidas, this nigga had two or three shoes with other brands, and he got tons of money, and this shit flopped because they no, 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 no. The Yeezys at Nike slapped, and if you own a pair of those right now, those easily resell for upwards of five grand. That's because now he's got successful shoes, so people want to be like, "Oh, I was on no, a no, 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 no." Nobody no. was you're 100% wrong on that because if if he didn't, if, yeah, 100%, bro. If he didn't make the Nike Yeezys, Yeezy with Adidas wouldn't have been a thing. 
Yeah, but when he made those Nike Yeezys, nobody was asking. Dude, like they that. sold out. What do you mean? <laughs> they were selling out. Are you telling me the Nike Ye- people's was running for the Nike? Bro, he had the Yeezys, Yeezy ones and twos of Nike. He had two generations of shoes there. Dude, nah, that's that's the reason that Adidas paid Kanye so much money to come to the brand because he built that relationship with the sneaker culture and the culture and in, in general. I don't know nobody at the time who was flocking for these Yeezys. I know niggas now who is flocking for them. Bro, it's because you couldn't so maybe, get them because they were selling out. Now Yeezys are sitting on Adidas' website because they're not selling like they used to. Wait, what? Say that again? My bad. I was, I was looking at the price. <laughs> I'm saying you're seeing them now because the market's oversaturated and he's, con- he's creating so many different variants that they're sitting on Adidas' website. But back in the day... Bro, it was it was shock drops, and it was people are waiting hours and camping out for those shoes. Like he he built the foundation with Nike, and even before that, when he had his Louis Vuittons with, when he was doing those kind of collaborations, like Kanye Kanye set himself up so deep within the culture, and he created what it kind of is now, and opened up a lane to a lot of other artists like Kendrick Lamar had this stuff with Nike, fucking Two Chains had shit. Uh, like all so, that kind of stuff. NiceKick.com is saying in June 9, 2012, when Kanye released the Generations 1s, 5,000 pairs were sold, and they did not sell out until 2013 of August when they did decent. While sold for 245 the shoe did not gain notoriety until it inflated with resale values of 4000 so I'm saying now niggas want it. Yeah. But I don't remember nobody back then really being like, damn, let me go get those Yeezys. No. Try, I, the bigger Kanye became, the more niggas wanted to have those. The first generation, uh, uh, according to Nice Kicks, didn't do well. But the Yeezy 2s were selling out. And the Red Octobers were a shock drop that dropped. And they sold out within seconds. And people didn't even know they were coming out. I don't know, man. His first shoe was butt. That wasn't even his first shoe. He was doing collabs re- way back in the day. And then he made, and then he reinvented himself, became talented with the shoe shit, and dropped decent shoes. No, still not even crazy shoes, bro. The, you can't say that because you can look at the market now. For what the ones that you, yeah, but when. If it took you a year to sell these out, they wasn't like that. That's what well, we're talking about different shoes now. You're going from the Yeezy 1s to the Yeezy 2s, which are completely different. I started with the first Yeezy. But I'm saying they're different shoes I also. said when Yeezy first released his But he was releasing huh? shoes even before that. No, I'm talking about the 2012 pair. The first ones he released with Nike that I said was trash. And I'm still saying our trash, even though niggas is clearly paying four thousand for them, which is just beyond. yeah. But now you're talking about something different. Now you're talking about how they look, not what the market said and how they did. Bro, if they took a year to sell, that, don't that mean the market said it was butt at the time? But then we're talking about the second iteration, which is the Yeezy Two, which was the more successful model. But what's one that I started with? But we're, you weren't talking about just the Yeezy One, which is the whole issue. You were talking about Kanye in shoes. As a whole, and you said it was Adidas, and bro, I said when he started with Nike, they was trash. yeah. But we're talking about one and two, and you were in your whole original point was oh. that 
oh, Adidas Ooh. put it on, blah, blah. He didn't do anything with Nike. It's like, no, Nike set the groundwork for Bro. Adidas. Adidas took off. If it's the start with Nike, the start got to be the one because you got to start with one, bro. No, but you, you're not getting what I'm talking about, though. Your whole point. What I'm so confused. I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know how we got here, but this is where we started. You said that Nike, no, that Adidas put Nike on and Connie all. And I was telling you that Nike set the groundwork. And there's a reason that Adidas wanted him so bad because he was so success, successful at Nike. And even though the shoes didn't originally oh. sell the, the ones, according to Nice Kicks, which I would have to do more research because I don't know the full history, didn't sell it originally. I'll tell you that the two sold out extremely quickly. And as you said, the market went up because of the resale value. So regardless of what happened at the beginning, there was change and people wanted it. And then the twos came out, which were super successful. And then he left and Adidas paid him a shit ton of money. Because of what he brought to the market. So where's the discrepancy in this story? I don't even know. We went so far over the place. I'm dying. I think this whole thing, I think this whole thing was literally a pitch for me saying that Kanye was talented. A pitch that what? I think it was a pitch of me saying that Kanye was talented. Yeah, but then you gave false information. So then I corrected you, and then that's when we got the whole debate. Where was the false information? That you were saying that he put Adidas or that something about Adidas, and it was just false information. There was no falsity there, there bro. Was falsity because he the already... shoe, niggas want the shoes. Niggas want the shoes now. Niggas didn't really care about the shoes then. No, that's not true though, because the twos did so well. Bro, but we're talking about the ones. I said when he started at Nike. To start, you got to start with the one. But he was doing stuff before Nike, which is why it wasn't valid. Because he was doing stuff before then. He was Bro, but I said, but I shouted out his start at Nike. So the Nike, the Nike start was trash. But it, it was, all right, it was half trash at the beginning, allegedly, according to one source. But then the twos were phenomenal and sold out. And it was a big deal. Yeah, but I don't really, I, I don't see where there was a discrepancy there. Because we agree that they was trash. I don't agree that they were trash. Just because you pulled it off a nice kicks, I would have to do more research. Bro. However, <laughs> the twos were good. And that's what set the marketplace for him at Adidas. This is the most rabbit hole <laughs> argument I have ever heard. So, Paige, can you tell us? Because obviously we weren't both paying attention to the full conversation. Yeah, I need so insight. Eric's point was that he was doing other shoe collabs before Nike. Ezra's arguing point was that the very first shoe he had with Nike didn't was not as successful as the second one, saying that Nike was building on his talent, and that's why then they became more successful. But Eric's whole point was that he was doing shit before Nike. Am I correct? I, don't, I was asking you to hopefully give us the answer. I think that's correct. Either way, you're both kind of building off of... He started one place, wasn't that great, but once he got more, like, fame, then everybody wanted his older shit as well. But they didn't at the beginning. But I don't even know. The only thing is, I don't even know if that's 100% accurate just because of it was from one source. 
So it's like, I don't, but I, I see, I would have to go back to fucking listen to this where this even started. To, to my point is, my point is that the whole like cloud is a hell of a drug. Mm-hmm. I think like the whole concept that ties into Kanye is that as soon as Kanye got more famous, then it, like then his shoes got more clout, and then everybody was wanting his shoes because they were tied to Kanye. That, that was my whole thing. Like, I, everybody does everything for fame and all that stuff. But him making a shoe does not require any natural talent. He's doing, like, he made money off of that because of his rapping talent, not because of the shoes. That's It's half and half. It's half and half because there's a certain amount of talent that goes in. If you And now, it depends. Like, I know that he has a hand in his designing of shoes. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're helping design the silhouette and the colorway, there's a certain amount of talent that goes with it. But I, you can't also discredit that this, the, the person or the persona that's connected to it has an influence to it as well. Yeah, but if he had absolutely no music career, nothing, and he designed a shoe, nobody would want it because it has no clout attached to it, correct? I mean, yeah, probably. But there, I mean, if it's a good-looking shoe, it might sell a decent amount, but probably not as much compared to, oh, you put X's name on this, like, all right, bet it slaps yeah. now. Yeah. All I was saying is people are doing all kinds of shit for clout rather than talent. Because I, for me, talent is like you're naturally born with it. Yeah. So, I mean, you could naturally be entertaining, but you could also be naturally talented and never post on social media ever. So, I don't know. Like, I feel like people that aren't, like, always in scandals and controversies and all kinds of shit, it takes them a lot longer to become famous and for them to get recognized rather than a sex tape dropping and your name just being out there forever. And then your entire family building off of that sex tape dropping yeah i mean it's a lot harder it's a lot harder to get clout off of talent compared to a headline exactly yeah that's all i was saying yeah Yeah, i wasn't doubting anybody's talent because a headline travels a lot faster than just talent yeah but like back to the instagram influencer thing like Mm -hmm. a lot of these girls are trying to be instagram models and they do like they have a deal with Bang Energy, and yeah, they get paid for it, and it pays their bills. But they're normally doing it to like ride off of the cloud of how big a like a brand Bangs is. And they're not like doing anything; they're just posting pictures and videos and bikinis. I don't even really understand. It's just like a it's just like a weird like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um. Like, not coven. What's the word? Like a... Cult? Cult. It's a weird cult of just Bang's Energy people. And the CEO pays them to post pictures. And in their captions, they have to say to follow the CEO or whatever. And he's just like this creepy old man. And it's, I don't know, the whole thing is just fucking weird. And I watched a bunch of YouTube videos on it. And they don't get paid that much money. Like I said, like maybe, I mean, it depends on like how big you are on Instagram, but most of them only get like $50 a post. Yeah, I mean. I just think it's strange. 
I would never uh, rely on like a company like that to pay my bills. Yeah, just seems weird. Because they literally came out of nowhere. I feel like they came out of nowhere and they could literally just die out of nowhere. Yeah, and there's so many, um, what is it called? So many contenders as well. So. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is that people post about it because they, I mean, they're fucking good about their social media. Like, I feel like you can't watch like a YouTube video or scroll on Instagram without seeing a bang energy post at some point. Exactly. So a lot of people on Twitter, I noticed specifically, were uh, it was very split down the middle about a speech that Kevin Hart had done at the Rock Nation brunch this weekend. Damn, there was a lot that went on. I think about it this fucking weekend. And it was it was a short little speech. It seemed kind of impromptu. I'm sure. I feel like I think he's been doing it for a couple of years, like kind of random speech. So he probably had something kind of in general. Um, and it was just basically a speech like, hey, life's a book, you know. Um, there's always different parts of chapters. Some are up, some are down. But how are you going to, you know, have your book? I'm definitely butchering it. But basically, how, how are you going to define your life and how is it going to be at the end when it's all said and done? Which is kind of apropos with all the stuff with Kobe mm-hmm. recently. But I thought it was a good little speech. Like, I wasn't too mad about it. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, Kevin Hart's a successful kind of guy. Like, He's got some shit, like he's gone through some shit he knows what he's talking about. And you basically had two schools of thought, which are kind of that one where it's like, that was good, I appreciate it. And then you had another side where it was like, how are you taking advice from Kevin Hart? He's an adulterer. He doesn't make good choices in life, his personal life. Like, I'm not going to take advice from him. Oh, that was like a shallow, like fucking something you could see on some fitness model Instagram or like a fucking Tumblr poster some 45-year-old mom on Facebook or going through some shit with posts. And uh, I just want to kind of see your opinion. I sent I sent in the group chat, so I think you both saw the video at this point now, just on what you kind of thought about it in general. Um, I think it's like, it's almost like the equivalent of a low blow for him at a brunch amongst friend and colleagues. It's almost a low blow for Twitter to like, drag him for like his personal life when he's just honestly giving a heart to heart maybe a little motivational but it didn't even seem like he was trying to hit on motivation it kind of seemed like he was really just hitting on like i almost lost my life this summer i hope y'all know what's important to y'all and i hope y'all enjoy it day by day so i don't know what like the personal stuff getting drug in really was for yeah i don't know i mean you kind of know how social media is where it's like Everybody everybody has an opinion. I feel like it gets kind of amplified on social media when, like, a couple people start saying things. But in reality, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. it's like, okay, a couple thousand people say this doesn't mean it's valid in the whole – how the whole kind of world looks at it. But I don't know. Uh, what do you think, Paige? Um – I think, yeah, it, I mean, it just sounded just kind of generic and not very, mm, like, heartfelt to me. Like, you could see that he, you know, really wanted to make an impact and stuff, but like some people said, it just kind of sounded like kind of copy and pasted. Like, he really wanted to 
be inspirational, but didn't like do a great job at portraying it as far as like a personal, like coming from his heart type thing. It was just kind of generic. And I think that's why he got so much shit for it. I don't really understand everybody's like point coming from like him cheating and all that stuff. Like that's him and his wife and their shit that they've dealt with. I don't think like everything you do from now on, are you just going to blame that or like blame him for cheating on his wife? Like, are you just going to use that against him forever? Like if they dealt with it, it's like up to them or whatever. I don't think that's something we need to keep bringing up personally. But Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I can get the people hating on him and like the cheating aspect of life because like that's pretty fucked up to your wife and all. Um, yeah. Is it? We'll circle. We'll circle back. Oh. And I think I have kind of a different perspective because I watch his documentary. I feel like it. It I, gave, I thought it was really good. I thought it gave a lot of insight into like things that you normally don't see from a lot of celebrities and stuff like that, which I really appreciated. So I think that kind of gave me a a bigger uh, appreciation for him. And, but I think the thing I, that you brought up when we were talking about it was uh, that I, I didn't really think about was that he literally almost died like in, within the year. Thanks. So it's like, yeah, it, generic speech, like it's nothing crazy. I mean, again, it's for like, I, although it was recorded by fucking 50,000 people who were standing around the brunch, I think it was kind of a thing meant for like, the small circle of people that were actually that you knew he was talking to you and then you had 50 people around who were just at the brunch videotaping. And he was just kind of being like, hey, let's see, you know why we're here. You want to be great. You know, life is, again, which is not wrong, chapters. I almost just died. I fucked up in the past. But hey, we're moving forward and, you know, make it what you make it what you want to be. So when you pass and people talk about you, what are they going to say? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Who the fuck knows? But just try to make it your best. Yeah. I didn't know you had seen the documentary. I saw the documentary too. I also watch a lot of Kev Hart interviews because he comes on a lot of the YouTube people that I watch in podcasts that I listen to. My thing with Kev is I feel like people gave him a lot of shit for cheating. Like it was just the worst thing in the world. When niggas cheat on their wives every day. So like, let's stop this. Like he not the first person to cheat. He's not going to be the last person to cheat. But what I have learned, I don't think anybody could ever knock Kev's hustle. All the different things he's got his hand in and whatnot. So to me, if like I doubt he like reads the shit or takes it personal. But I take a little bit of slight when niggas are like, oh, he's not someone I would take advice from because he cheated. All right, yeah, he cheated in his personal life. But this nigga's clearly been doing something right to where, like, hey, if he's got a little advice to give and he's just... And it's nothing crazy. Like, bro, literally is just telling you, enjoy life for the most part. So, like, I don't know. I thought they was on his head way too hard. Yeah, it's it's tough not to... I don't know. It, it's tough not to feel the type of way about it. And, uh, I mean, I guess we can kind of circle into this before we hit some other stuff. Just because of... I don't know. This weekend was weird in the aspect of, like, you see the Kevin Hart stuff and you talking about life and, like, how you want to be remembered. And then you have all the shit that happened with Kobe this weekend. And it's like, it almost makes you kind of realize, like, what kind of the speech talked about. Like, make your chapters what they are. And when you pass, whenever it is, because obviously, like, this shit came out of fucking nowhere. Like, you'll see the impact that you had. 
Because you see, dude, I saw it all over social media yesterday. People that I didn't even know watch sports, which I'm not even sure they do, but they are posting about it. And it's because, like, Facts. the impact that Kobe had was much bigger than just the sports world. It was, like, a global impact. And I was really trying to think about, like, the last time that there's been an impact that crossed over this big is probably, honestly, Michael Jackson. Because Michael Jackson was global. And, like, sure, there's people, there's definitely celebrities that have died. You know, like, you can go anything from Juice World to fucking Little Peep to fucking, like, Roy Holiday back in the day. Robin, Robin Williams. Will- Robin Williams was a big one, too. That was definitely a big one. Um, fuck, I just had another one. I'm sorry. There, there's a bunch of people. The uh, the guy Chester, um, whatever. Fred's lesson. Bennington. Yeah, like there's definitely Bennington. Yeah, Bennington. That's impacts, but it was just something about the Kobe one that just hit different. And like it, we we also need to touch on it wasn't just Kobe. It was also his daughter. It was uh, let's see, Al- Alta Belly family, the Mauser family, Chester family, and the pilot Aria. Area Zoyban, I'm sorry, butchering names, but that there was two, what three, fam- four families, five that were affected by this in total. Like this is a big fucking deal, and I think it hit differently. I don't know something about him and his daughter both going down was just like, I don't know, man. It, it hit on a whole different level for me personally. Yeah, same. Just knowing how close I am to my dad, and then like the whole like father daughter thing really being amplified in the situation like just really killed me yesterday like it got to me so hard and like i've i've never been like a nba fan or like anybody in particular but just like the whole family dynamic like really like hit me pretty hard like oh my gosh i can't even imagine what like his daughters that are still with us and his wife how they feel and even like the other families like the it was like uh, I think it was another like father daughter, and then there was like a mother daughter and son or something like that. Like it was a lot of different families that got literally cut in half yesterday yeah. by one like very tragic accident. It just yeah, it it really hit a lot of people hard. <sighs> As I, I know, you're not a big uh, death feeler. How did you feel about it yesterday? I feel like y'all just did such a beautiful job that me touching on it is going to sully the name. But I've got oh, to God. do it. Probably don't have to do it, but uh, I'll let you go. It is what it is. To me, like, yeah, um, RIP. I hope for the best for his family and the other people who lost their lives in it because it just wasn't a Kobe thing. Um, I thought there was a lot of, like, me personally, I'll speak for me personally. Me personally, I'm sorry to hear that this wife, and these other daughters lost their father and their sister. But that's as far as it goes to me. Like, I'm not affected no way. I don't like it's just what it is. It's life. I mean, if I if we hadn't had conversations about death previously, I would be more taken aback by that. But I'm I'm not surprised that's where you're at. If that makes sense. Because we we talked about yeah. it, so it's like that death to you is just kind of like an inevitability that's gonna happen. So you're just kind of you're like kind of desensitized to it, like you you said it before. It is what it is. Yeah, it is me. It was just very interesting to see how like widespread, uh, how like widespread his like his passing was. 
like I it I remember like sitting on the couch and like Anna was asking me what I wanted and like my food and then uh I was just scrolling through Twitter and I like saw it and I was like like my whole like mood just went like down. I was like, this isn't fucking real. And, like I even texted you and you were like, nah. And I was like, bro, it's like TMZ and like as bad as it is, TMZ is usually right about this shit nine times out of ten. Did did you see where TMZ released his death before the families of that crash were notified? Like his family or just the families in general? All of the families. Like they all found out on the internet. That sucks, but at the same time, like I'm not going to blame TMZ because that's what they do. You probably should blame the person that's leaking that information because it's someone within either like emergency services or within like air traffic control or something who knew that that went down. So it's like the people who probably should be doing a respectful job about it or leaking information like one way or another. Yeah. Somebody got real. No, that was just so that was very disrespectful to like all of them. See, I don't find as big as an issue with that singular incident though. And my only thing on that would be, like, clearly there was other lives lost and a life is a life and every life should be valued the same. But the key is should be there. Because at the end of the day, as I'll just say, everybody talking about the global impact that Kobe had. Don't nobody even really know these other people's names in like a non-asshole yes. way. So you knew they would... That's like when people make like sad jokes about like the people who died on the same day as Michael Jackson, like the other celebrities. You can't die on the same day as another celebrity. And for those families, it's like sad that that's how they found out. But that is Kobe Bryant. So this, everybody wants to be the first to market with that news. But like, they released that before Kobe Bryant's wife even knew he was dead. Yeah, because everyone wants to be the first to market. That's why there were so many different stories about who was on the plane and how many people died. Because once they confirmed he was dead, everybody wanted to be the first to get it out. That's a big issue, too, with like shit, like false information. Because it was like, it went from, oh, it was Kobe, uh, and then it was like, there was five other people on the plane, and then they had the press conference, and they're like, no, it's nine, and then people were saying, like, someone reported from ABC was like, Kobe and his, all of his kids were on there, I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? If you don't know that? Someone said Rick Fox in his yeah, it's like, was if you don't know, if like, you don't have Jesus. concrete information, like, you need to get that checked out. I don't care if some, like, someone's fucking... Some like someone who works at air traffic control, like their brother fucking texted you about it. You need to find some concrete shit before you're just putting dead people out there. Yeah. Yeah, that that's gotta come with some sort of penalty at work. Like you gotta be like suspended without pay for a week. You can't just start pronouncing people dead who not even in attendance. Like that's what I do have an issue with. You can be first to market and I get the rush. But make sure your information is correct. Yeah, because it would have been yeah. real bad if you said Kobe Bryant had died, and then it turns out it wasn't his helicopter. Or even, could you imagine, like, you know your kids on the helicopter with Kobe, and they telling you that only four people died with some of the reports said? So now you're thinking, like, your daughter Damn, might still be alive? I didn't even think about it like and that. Came to find out, like, that shit's not true? That's some shit, too. Yeah, because the whole time it was five people, so you're like, oh, dude, I knew Kobe went up there with nine. Like, we're good. Like, they, they made it out. And it's like, yeah. no, they didn't. Definitely a shit situation. Terrible reporting. Shit was wild. But it's it's always like that. I think reporters gotta get report people who report that type of shit gotta have like a higher standard or code. 
it's kind of like the weather, man. They can be wrong as much as they want, long as it's a slight hint of correct in it, and there's like no repercussion. Yeah, I mean, there's there's just a certain level of like you need to make sure. Like ESPN, like I was watching the Pro Bowl mostly because like that shit's so sad. You like I'm not trying to watch like round the clock coverage of that. Like I'm plus like social media, even though it's like half inaccurate, it was like a lot more uh, a lot quicker with it. But like it took like the Pro Bowl like fifteen minutes to even like mention the fact that like he passed. That's what I was saying. I was telling uh, my boys, I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna just wait till it pop on CNN." CNN didn't release anything until like four hours after all these other stories came out, and even at that point, CNN released and it was like Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant dies in a fatal helicopter crash. Yeah. More on the way. And I was like, what's so bad with saying you don't got all the information right now? Like, that's okay to put yeah. out. Especially with someone's life, dude. Like, the facts. Yeah, it's just shit all around. It was, uh, I was actually very surprised of, like, how much, like, it hit me. And it, it gave me a more of a, like, a bigger appreciation for, like, when people say, like, oh, you know, this artist died. Like, I'm really upset about it. And for a while, I was always just kind of like, all right, I get it. And I was like, I don't even know, like, how deep of a connection I have where I was like damn I was really upset and I was like watching like all the shit on like first take and like uh, undisputed and at a level of it's just like when other people get choked up like I get a little emotional about shit I was like bro I can't start shedding tears on my fucking my desk here while I'm eating fucking Lay's potato chips and typing like I, that can't be me in the fucking morning you know yeah <sighs> yeah just made me realize I don't know how to deal with proper emotions. Is that a real thing? I don't know. I, I just feel like I can deal with like normal emotions, but something about sadness, I just don't know how to process it. So what are is there a difference between what we would think are proper and not I would proper say emotions? not well maybe not proper, but more like normal emotions. Like I'm good with like happiness. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't really get mad about things, but like I pretty much don't experience sadness so when it comes i'm just like i don't know what this feeling is i feel like it's it's very like i feel like it's a stereotype that men shouldn't show sadness or like any kinds of emotion like that because it's like not manly or whatever so you're not like the first person i've like heard say that i think it's kind of like most people i don't know all people but it's just like frowned upon if guys show sadness or whatever. So I think it's just kind of like a lot of men in particular just don't know how to deal with that emotion. As an observation, as a woman. As a, as a woman, mm-hmm. would you want a real emotional man? Just all over the place emotional? Not like, like, I'm not saying like cry all the fucking time, but like <laughs> at least be capable of like, Knowing what you feel and being able to express it, yeah, hell yeah, I don't have a problem with that at all. And like, if you do cry, yeah, that's how you feel. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. How many times could your man cry before it starts becoming this? <laughs> like for Paige, probably I mean, like, twice. Yeah, well, no, like I don't even cry that often. So if you're doing it more than me, I would just be like, "Do we need to get you some help?" <laughs> or like. Like, are you okay? Mm. Like, is there something, like, deeper down that, like, you need to resolve? Is that why you're crying so much? Or, like, oh. what's going on? Paige would bully like, I, him. Like, one of my best friends. No, that's not bullying. No, she would bully him. She'd be like, hey, do you need a tampon? Because you're being a little bitch right now. I would <laughs> never say that. I'd say it about him. 
I'd touch you. <laughs> never say that. But yeah. Yeah, I just I'll, I'll get real choked up, and then I'm just like can't can't show any emotion. It's fine. I'm cool. I'm fine. No, I'm I'm fine. <laughs> I felt yeah, that's a very male answer. <laughs> Dude, we were watching. I was watching 1917. That movie, fire movie, by the way. Oh, I heard oh, this was so good. good. And at the ending, there was some shit that got me real choked up. And I was with Anna, and I was like, I got a softball in my throat right now, but I'm not shedding one damn tear right now. <laughs> that shit was fucking good, dude. God damn. What was, what was it called? 1917. 1917. Such a good movie, dude. Such a good movie. Bro, did you, did you think it was better than Saving Private Ryan? Because I haven't seen it yet. Saving Private Ryan is probably my top two favorite war uh, movies, and I've been seeing people say it's better than Saving Private Ryan. I would need to watch Saving Private Ryan, Private Ryan, Saving Private Ryan again. Good lord! To, yeah, I'd have to see it again. <laughs> Comparison, because I haven't seen it in a while. Right, it was real good though. This shit looked like it was gonna be real good. Like, yeah. Um. All right. Do you want any mystery questions? All right. Let me see what I got for you, bozos. Oh. What was that sound? Y'all can give me some filler while I search for it. Did you like fall? No, I was just humming. Oh, I thought it sounded like Paige was like falling off her bed and was like, (laughs) No. Paige, have you caught up on The Bachelor yet? Oh. Yuck. I have not. I'm just not. I'm just not in it this season, man. Like, I just really don't like Pilot Pete. And the very first episode, there weren't any girls that I was like, wow, I really want her to win. I'm just not in it. Nah, dude, you gotta watch the second and third. They were so fire. The drama's great. Yeah. Bitches are popping other girls' champagnes. Real, real feisty. Oh, okay. All right. What do you got, Ez? I got it. I got it. I got it. (laughs) What do you got? (laughs) Ah. I feel like you said you had it. It's, it's loading. I'm, try, I'm trying to load the page. All right, here we go. Jesus. This, this ain't it. What the, what the fuck? What Damn, am I looking you're at? off your game. You haven't done mystery questions in a while. You don't know what to do. That's really what it is. Who's making this noise with their phone? That's Paige for sure. Sounds like you're rubbing it against like, oh, God, what are, what are these sounds? Yeah, like what actually That's some are mad you doing? static. Oh. Uh, all right, here we go. Stop playing with me. I have a rock. Uh, Pagely. What human trait do you think is useful now, but would have been disadvantageous in the past? That is a big word. What human trait is helpful now, but would have been a disadvantage in the past? Disadvantage. Oh, I'm not saying that because I'm going to fuck it up. Um, what life skill now would have been a disadvantage in the past? I don't know because I feel like we, I don't know. That's hard because I feel like we adapt to like, technological changes and like the advancement of humans we don't really go back probably feminism oh shit big facts <laughs> i'm not i'm not weaving no baskets nigga. <laughs> that would have been a problem 
who knows how we would have evolved if we had feminism back in the day. Oh my God, that would have caused uproars in the tribe. You know what I feel like would be a disadvantage? The the way that what? our generation views uh, being transsexual, like, um, I saw this video on Twitter and this girl was asking, like, interrogating this liberal guy about how he didn't, like, he didn't see a problem with guys having to use tampons. Oh, that fucking and, gun girl? Yeah. I feel like that Wait, mindset... What? Or whatever the fuck she was trying to do would be a gigantic disadvantage like 50 years ago. So basically... You said guys haven't been... Here, here's, I'll give you the context. Says. So there was this girl back in the day who was like... She was just like big on guns. She like took pictures of like her having guns. I, I'm pretty sure this is it. At like her university. And like she kind of like got clout off of it. For like people hating her for being like... Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah, her like, name's like Caitlyn something, and she's huge into like being pro gun. She's like a clout conservative, you know. Yeah. So she she's Not like the best. taking her like whatever her quote unquote Twitter fame and like making videos about it. So it's like people obviously recognize her, and she's like trying to bait them into like saying some like wild shit. She was like, "Oh, how would you feel if like there were tampons in the men's restroom?" for like trans men or whatever and like people obviously know who she is so they're like bro i don't fucking care do whatever you want yeah. so they're just like not giving her the reaction that she wants yeah huh okay um oh this is this is good <laughs> eric if we could screen babies for psychopathic or sociopathic tendencies should we and if we should what should we do with the babies that are likely to become so? <laughs> Is it like a definite thing? Yeah, like you can screen it, you would get an absolute answer. This nigga has tendencies to become a psychopath. Oh, you 100% should do that. But there isn't a definite, there'll be a. So, I feel like you should, and then you, you kind of put them in some type of program where you try to either get them out of it or you're like, well, you're going to be stuck in a hospital for the rest of your life. You, you I that? mean, if if there's a high probability, <laughs> if you put them within a program, you could either oh. like rehabilitate them, or you're just like, this is where you're gonna be, or keep an eye on them so they don't hurt other people. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. If you're like a low risk baby, but if you're pushing like ninety percent, <laughs> yeah, if you're pushing like ninety percent, you're not gonna be on the general public. Yeah, but how long does it take you to? How long does it take you to reach that to where you're a threat to society? Because even at that, you still got to develop adolescently. Maybe you don't become a threat until like 35 when life... No, 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 no. So, um, I... There is a child that I'm not personally close to, but is in my family realm. And, the like, their top three, like, tell-alls, if, if a kid is going to have, like, psychological fuck-ups, is if they harm like small animals like chop them up kill them blah blah blah. if they sexually violate themselves with their toys and if they threaten their parents with like bodily harm that's just normal white people things though you also say don't all white kids no white kids threaten their parents you don't you threaten your mom I was like 15, and that was like a physical altercation, not like, oh, I'm going to stab you with a knife in your sleep. 
Yeah, that would be wild. Yeah. <laughs> but I know of this child that has shown all three of those things. And the parents reported the kid to, like, social services and all that stuff. And they will not take her in until she acts upon her words. How old's the kid? Five. I'm not mad at that. Mm, that's still young. It's a five-year-old. Like, we can't just take her away. You still got a parent. But she reached in a cage and squeezed a hamster death until its eyes popped out. She sexually violated herself with a little pony and has been known to grab knives and chase her other siblings with them. Why are they leaving the knives and like gravel? Well, now they're not. It happened once and one time only. But yeah. Seems like an isolated event. I can't tell people how to parent their kids. Yeah, I can't tell people how to parent their kids. But what I will say is that I, people got the solution for that kid. She probably just a little kid being bad. Like, I just don't feel like it's normal um, for a small child to like shove things up their vagina that are plastic horses. I feel like, not like a kids do. Horse. I feel like kids do sexual things without realizing it's sexual. Yeah, I was about to say like, huh? Yeah, because they kids and they just know it's there. So I could imagine like it happening without them thinking. They're probably just like, oh, because they feels good. What? Kids touch themselves all the time. I can imagine that happening as a kid. What the fuck? No. For instance, when I was a kid, I used to always have my hands like in my pants or on my balls and whatnot until man made me stop. But it wasn't like, oh, I'm doing something. It was just warm down there and my hands was cold. Like, I was a kid. I didn't know it was, like, not acceptable. I'm not talking about touching yourself. I'm talking about shoving things up your vagina until you bleed at, like, three years old. Bro, bro. No normal child This is taking a turn to something I don't even... What what is we on? I don't know. I don't know how to really talk about that. Like, all I can do is hope for her best and hope she is not a... As as is praying for I will put her in the prayers. Five-year-old in Kentucky. <laughs> off the checklist. If that prayer go to somebody else, someone else grab <laughs> Um, Who up next? <laughs> my point in saying that is that if there's some kind of psychological test you can do to prevent experiencing all that, they should 100% do it and not wait for them to act upon their words instead oh okay but then you're right because eric also said he won't he would be okay with the test but then what do you do with these kids you can't house all these psychopaths a mental together. institution lock them in a box i don't fucking know what i don't know if i'm gonna lock my kid up because there's a chance she could cause I, I don't you could know. do like a monitoring program oh, you know like probation something house arrest what? You got this your kid with a, a fucking collar on the on the ankle. There's lots of mental institutions that they can go to. That is terrible, but we'll have to talk mental institutions <laughs> a different day. Um. Oh, this is Paige. That was Eric's question before Paige said to put kids in boxes. <laughs> Who should be responsible for taking care of the elderly? The government? Their families? Or the elderly themselves. I feel like in a lot of cultures, it's like your family takes care of the elderly. Me personally. Okay, that's fair. 
Me personally, I do not want to take care of the elderly. Like your elderly or just random? Any elderly. elderly. Your parents? No, like I would, uh, no, I don't want to. My little brother wants to, and he can do that, but that's not something Mm. I'm trying to do. But it's also not the government's responsibility because someone gets old. I don't know. That's tough. I'd probably say family. Just not me personally. That's reasonable. That's reasonable. Eric, does income equality need to be fixed? If not, why? If so, do you have any effective or practical? You say methods? does what is it? Does say income mm-hmm. equality? That was it. Just what is income need to be fixed? Okay. Um, I'm not gonna lie. You kept cutting out, but I'll just answer what I think you asked me. Um, I think income equality should be there, but I think not in the way that people think. I should think it should just be strictly on, like, oh, I guess that's what people think, if you're good at your job. But I don't want to just say just because, like, men and women are have the same job, they should be paid equally. I think it should really be just what you're bringing to the table. Not what I was asking, but I see where you're going. <laughs> um, better question. Not like male, female. What the question is asking is, do you think that there should be a bar on, like, you, everybody needs to make this much money, nobody can make more than this much money? I mean, that's what minimum wage is, in theory. Um, no. Uh, no. In, okay, think- so next, follow-up to that. Do you think there should be a cap on how much money one person is allowed to. No, have. that's socialism. That's stupid. Okay. Let me make my money. Hey, do you think there should be a cap? No, I don't think there should be a cap. If you can, like, make a fuck ton of money, go for it. Go for it. Okay. But with that, I think you should also help people with that money because having a fuck ton of money is not necessary to live. Mmm. I mean, you you got a solid point. It's not necessary. It's nice. Another N-word. I'll hit you with two more and then we'll kill it right there. Uh, This could be for either of you. Whoever takes it first, whoever takes it last. What has... What the... (laughs) Uh, Okay, my bad. What has had the biggest impact on your political beliefs? Go. You know what? No, I got. It. I got. Nobody it. really. I just don't give a shit. I would say probably for the better, Trump, because it made me pay more attention when he was first running, and then now that he's been in office, I feel like I pay a lot, of, a lot more attention to what's going on, and kind of what's affecting. Mm-hmm kind of our government and honestly some of the good shit that he does like it kind of opens your eyes up to like listen just because cnn might say one thing doesn't mean that so like you really need to kind of double check all of your information and see like what applies like my stocks look good my ira looks good like my money's looking good while trump's in the office so i'm not mad at it i think the biggest impact on my political outlook had to do with me leaving 
Kentucky and or the country and seeing how like other places, how they have their beliefs and how they have their country set up. Um, Cause I used to be a very hardcore right wing conservative. And then I kind of like talk to other people and experience other things. And it, it, it brought me a bit more towards the middle. Um, Mine would just be being black. You know, I'm moving for everybody. <laughs> uh, last one. If everyone's lives were judged as to whether they had made a net positive or a net negative impact on humanity, how do you think you would be judged as of now? Damn. Dude, I'm in such a positive, it's not even fair. You think that you've only made a net positive on humanity? If so, that is good. I mean, yeah. I, I, I would like to believe that I'm in the positive and not the negative. Okay. Can you be... Most you, Pedgley Edwards. Can you be neutral? Like, I haven't fucked anything so you're up, saying but that, I also haven't done anything great either. So you're saying that your lack of anything balances out each other? Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say you've got okay. a neutral impact. That's that's fair. What about you, as? I would like to think positive solely because, like, when I when I think of what it would take to be like, damn, that nigga had a negative impact, I feel like you have to do, like, bad things as yeah. a person. And I don't think I do, like, any... Like, humanity-wise, I don't think I do anything, like, really bad on a big scale. Like, I'm not no gangbanger or drug dealer or degenerate or just shit like that. So I couldn't imagine, like, how I would have had a negative impact. And I'm just good vibes all the time. I just feel like if anything, you have to look at, like, camp and, like, the impact you had there. That's, like, at least, like, plus five on the positive impact scale. Yeah, all all I did is leave great impacts there. Yeah, I feel like it'd be hard to have a negative (laughs) impact. Uh, all right, um, let's get into some quick porch talk, sports talk before we uh, wrap this podcast up because I don't even know how long we've really been going. It's been almost two hours. Yeah, I mean, all we really need to talk about because we touched on Kobe is the Super Bowl, pretty much our final predictions, I would say. Mm, that's pretty much it for the most part. Um, as who do you are you still sticking with? Would you take the Chiefs last time or the 49? I can't even remember. Hell no. 49 or 49 49ers. Um, I got 49ers. I got 34, 20, uh, 28, 31. I got 35, 24. 35, 24. Um, I don't know why. I don't like this pick, which is why I have to pick it. I'm taking the Chiefs. I don't like it. I don't like Andy Reid. But I don't know. I just feel like Pat Mahomes might really just go off this game. And if it gets into a shootout, you Pat Mahomes is just too good. Yeah, Pat Mahomes. Taking the Chiefs. Uh, I'll take them in the minus 1.5. I'll definitely take the over of 45 or 54 and a half, which, it, which is what it stands right now on Monday. 
Yeah, I think it'll go over 54. I think my prediction is over 54. It'll be a good game. I almost hate that we have to wait the week for the Pro Bowl. I wish it was just you give them a week and then you play the Super Bowl. Because for a little bit, I forgot the Super Bowl was even still a thing. Yeah, it's two weeks like, off the is whole too week much. And then all the weeks this weekend. Yeah, two weeks a long time. Like, I was like, I was watching the Pro Bowl. And I mean, it might have just been because, like, Kobe fucking died and it was just like a sad day. But I was just like, bro, I don't want to fucking watch the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Like, they got to do something. I don't know. They got to do something to, like, change the Pro Bowl to make it fucking entertaining. I think just go back to, like, the old – I don't even like the new skill challenges of it. I think go back to what the old skill challenge used to be. Like, make – I feel like the Pro Bowl should almost be, like, a combine for the niggas selected to the Pro Bowl. Like, they do the combine stuff over again. You see their current 40s. You see how much those linemen throw up 225 now. And then outside of that, you run 7 on 7. Because mm. I feel like 7 on 7 – could get a little more competitive than the pro. Bowl. I wouldn't be mad at that. It's also like, I get that they had to cycle people into play, but like, I don't want to see Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehill at the end of the fucking game. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that either. Like, if somebody can't make it, then we got two quarterbacks. We got five receivers instead of seven. Like, I was seeing some people who were at the Pro Bowl, and I was like, Bro, you had like 700 yards this season. Well, that's because people who actually should be at the Pro Bowl like don't go because they're either injured or they just don't want to go. So then you have this fucking alternates coming. Like, yeah, I know my boy Julio didn't show up. Like, it don't make it don't really behoove. I don't think Hopkins went either. It don't really behoove them to come anymore. Like, they've done it five, six times, and you know what you're going to get. Like, I've been doing football for the last. Eight months. I'm trying to chill with my family. I mean, it's not even worth it because it's like seventy thousand to win thirty if you don't. Like what? Like what? Yeah. That's like a game check, dude. And for the young players who are like on their first, it's like just a free vacation for the family. But once you season and whatnot, you don't need no little extra money to take your family on a vacation, especially when it's just Orlando now. Hawaii was a little different, but Orlando, I'm not pressed. Yeah. To. The only good thing is like since the. Super Bowl is actually there this year. Like, you could really just make a trip out of it. Damn, Paige, what are you doing? Um, that must have been fucking Eslin <laughs> being a fucking menace dude, in my ear. No, it's literally my phone is on the my whole phone is on the counter. I still hear that clicking and shit though. I don't know. Someone's doing something. Okay. Either way. <laughs> Oh, so it's definitely Paige Lee, the fucking liar, dude. No, I didn't do anything. My yeah, phone's still... sitting here. I'm still working. Mm. It's your laptop. Oh, it could be your la- Are you typing? It's the clicking. That's what it no, is. No, it's uh... literally static coming from this connection, y'all. Mm. Huh. We'll never know for sure. Paige, who do you have in the Super Bowl since it's a big game? Don't even know who's in it. The Chiefs or the 49ers? Do you know who Jimmy Garoppolo is? Nope. I feel like, yeah, I feel like like you would find him attractive, so we'll give you the 49ers. All right, bet. There you go. (laughs) Um, All right, let's wrap this fucking podcast up with some music and TV recommendations. I'll go first. All right. Um, You go second. Concentration. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. I was just, you know, that concentration's from before. (laughs) I don't even know what you just said. It was just rude. (laughs) <laughs> yup no but repeat what you just said because if I have to add it to the playlist 
<laughs> oh, no, I was just talking about you never played the game Concentration 64. You go first and I'll go second. No. No hesitations or repeat or repeats. The little clapping game. Who was your childhood? <laughs> what was you doing that research? Not that apparently. Um, Ugh. I am still re-watching the Vampire Diaries at the moment, so I'm gonna recommend that again. Um, and then for music, I'm gonna recommend um the song Blue World off of Mac Miller's newest album, R.I.P. Um, it's pretty good. I've been listening to it on repeat for the last couple days, but Blue World is my favorite song off of that. Yeah, as before you go, uh, when you were talking about your childhood, I was just thinking about our fucking uh, our camp game, the animal one. Thumper? Thumper. And then I just like had a flashback to us like drunkenly yelling, playing in fucking uh, in Fredericksburg at the Airbnb at like 11 p.m. Fucking playing Thumper and getting in full-on arguments about who was doing what. 100%. Hey, that nigga Kev was <laughs> cheating, bro. It was... Nigga don't know how to put up a flamingo. Oh God, the fucking debates were incredible. All right, you can go. Um, Me, music-wise, I say get on that boy Reasons. His whole album is nice, but if I got to pick one, I'd say my favorite one is Drive Slow by Reason. TV-wise, bro, the world is sleeping on Married at First Sight. Y'all all need to be on. I've been watching that since it, like, since I was in Australia. That's where it started. Married yes. at First Sight? I used to, I watched the first two seasons, but I didn't like it. But they've made a lot of changes that, like, behoove it better. We'll talk about okay. it afterwards. I don't get why you would want to watch Married at First Sight. It sounds like a terrible TV show. It's so funny, though. It's it's actually pretty good. And, like, they made so many improvements to enhance it to where it seems like they're really trying to make it work. And there have been some couples who have stuck together after this for, like, three, four years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Music-wise, I actually do have a recommendation. I was at the gym, and I put on this random playlist, and Can't Believe It by T-Pain came on. <laughs> and that shit slaps. Oh my god! Like 2011. Yeah. Can't oh my god, that shit slaps. Oh god, <laughs> bro. I'm telling you, after this podcast, put that song on. It's so fucking good. That is just not what I thought. Hey, you people were forgot say. who Tim Payne really. Bro, and then Little Wayne. People forgot who Little Wayne was. with the feature. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I was like, I made sure to write it down because I was like, I'm going to shock them and come with a mute a fucking song for once. Truly. God, that is just, damn. that was so out of left field. <laughs> it was so good. I was about to listen to the whole album, but I well, I couldn't do it. How to, you know, how to get back to the vibes. That's funny. But um, TV wise, I mean, you guys got to get on The Bachelor. I'm trying to tell you, Paige. It's so good. The drama. They took away a rose last week. In the middle of the ceremony, he said, nope. Chris Hansen said, that's mine. And the I girl, saw that girl spill champagne all over herself. Bro, yeah, because some girl stole that. She brought... All right, let me give you a little backstory real quick. Okay. This girl brought a champagne bottle from home. She kept for like a year because she was saving for a special occasion. She turned like 26 and she was like, this needs to be special. Whatever. Then some other girl comes and pops it and drinks it with the dude. She gets all upset. They start drinking another bottle. And I've made this mistake before, the champagne bottle. You can't go straight out the bottle because you're going to get all the foam that's going to hit you in the face. That's 
Damn, she really fucked up. Yeah, that's that's a rookie move. Everybody has it though, you know. But um, I think we're gonna wrap this podcast up. I'll go edit it and see. Probably, yeah, probably gonna be a two-hour podcast. So you know what? I, it is what it is. Um, thank you for listening. As always, uh, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Porch Talk No A. We just hit the one-year anniversary. It was big time. Uh, you can check out the full video that we did on uh, the IG live. Um, follow us, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave us a review, and we'll be back next week. Peace. I got muscles like Superman trainer. Real, real rare like Super Sam Mega. I jump, stomp, stomp on Lucifer Sage. Now I got a fuel rings on Jupiter skating. She fill my mind up with ideas. I'm not as in the room. Hope I make it out of here. She saw my eyes, she know I'm gone. I see some things that you might fear. I'm doing a show, I'll be back soon. Panini, don't you be a meanie. Thought you wanted me to go. Why you trying to keep me thinking?